0: and to claim CME CE credit. Joanne, a 37-year-old healthy patient, presents today with complaints of low-grade fever, cough, and congestion. She is sure she has bronchitis because she can feel it in her chest. Her previous provider always gave her an antibiotic to help clear it up. On exam, you note that she's in no distress and she has a fever to 100.5. She has um, some nasal congestion, and her lung exam shows some coarse upper airway sounds, but no rails. You diagnose a viral URI and consider how best to help our patient understand she doesn't need an antibiotic. Hi, this is Frank Domino. And joining me today is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and the founding chairman from the Department of Family Medicine at UMass Medical School, Bay State in Springfield, Massachusetts. Good morning, Bob. Good
1: morning, Frank. It's always a pleasure to be talking about this uh, topic.
0: It's great, to, it's great to have you back on, on the podcast, Bob. We've talked in the past about the evidence for shorter courses of antibiotics to treat bacterial infections, such as our podcasts on strep throat. I work hard to, to avoid pres- over-prescribing antibiotics, especially when a patient most likely has a viral syndrome. Uh, what's the latest data on how to address this topic with our patient, Joanne?
1: Yeah, what I really like about this uh, review is
0: they actually
1: gave us some data here and they looked at people with with, with uh, comorbid conditions, looked at children and so on. So so basically, if we really think about this, I mean, we're trying to reduce unnecessary inappropriate use of antibiotics. I mean, it's crucial to helping to address this antimicrobial resistance we're seeing. And most antibiotics are prescribed by primary care providers. That's where the action is here. So what this group did is they reviewed act- actually in the individual patient data from randomized control trials and some observational studies that were held in community settings and they used looked at strategies and the first strategy was delaying antibiotic prescribing which means you actually prescribe the antibiotic but advise the patient not to start taking it uh, unless they got worse or fail to improve after a day or two or a watchful waiting approach which was basically Uh, observing for a set period of time to see if there's spontaneous symptom uh, resolution before prescribing the antibiotic or no antibiotics at all or immediate antibiotics. So, what's really interesting? The the what they were looking at in these uh, these studies. So, they analyzed data from nine randomized control trials and four observational studies from again primary care settings. Although this did include one pediatric ER setting, and this was a total of over 50, almost 55,600 uh, patients. And these studies were conducted in uh, the United States, United Kingdom, New New Zealand, Spain, and one study was a uh, multi-European study. What's cool about this is the database, and it was broken down by age, and this was children zero to four, five to 15, adults six to 16 or greater than 65 years of age. They looked at whether fever was present or not, and they characterized fever being present as if you had a temperature of greater than 37.5 degrees centigrade, which is 99.5 Fahrenheit. They looked at the conditions, which included sore throat, cough, chest infection, otitis media, upper respiratory tract infection. They looked at the duration and the severity of the illness. Uh, they looked for differences in, uh, related to sex, but also he looked at smoking status, whether people had underlying lung diseases, uh, asthma, COPD, or other comorbid conditions, such as heart disease and diabetes. Um, so really a very comprehensive uh, look at people coming in with all kinds of uh, conditions here. The primary outcome of interest was the average symptom severity. And they called this, they used a, they used a scale uh, six point scale. And, and this was kind of cool, normal, very little problem, light problem, moderately bad, bad, or very bad, or as bad as could be. (laughs) So I kinda like that scale that they they use there. And they looked at this, they were looking at this, that outcome two to four days after the initial consultation. Secondary uh, outcomes that they looked at then were the duration of the illness after that initial consultation, complications resulting in admission to the hospital or death, reconsultation for the same or worsening issue, illness. And they also looked at patient satisfaction, and that was rated on a Likert uh, Likert scale.
0: Wow, I would definitely say this was comprehensive. I love the four uh, treatment approaches that they analyzed, the delayed antibiotic, watchful waiting, no antibiotic, or immediate antibiotic. They've done a great job stratifying by both age, gender, and comorbidity. And they did a very nice job of looking at the secondary outcomes, including everything from death to patient satisfaction. So what, what were the conclusions of the study? What did they find?
1: Yeah, as you say, really an interesting um, uh, publication and, and, and study here. They looked at several outcomes. So, so let's start with severity. So first they looked at severity as an outcome and overall no significant difference in symptoms severity between delaying antibiotics and no antibiotics or immediate antibiotics. Although interestingly enough, children less than five years of age had a slightly higher follow up symptom severity score with delayed versus immediate uh, antibiotics. So there was a little difference there in, uh, in treating young children. Um, now time t- to symptom resolution also, though, was slightly longer with delayed antibiotics versus giving immediate antibiotics. But get this, Frank, it was only a half a day longer. And if you immediately gave antibiotic, symptom resolution on average, 10.9 days. Now, if you delayed the antibiotic, it was 11.4 days. So really in my mind, you know, not clinically uh, an issue here. Now, perhaps not uh, surprising, the reconsultation rates were lower with delayed versus no antibiotics. But this was 17% of people who didn't get antibiotics came back in for reconsultation. Those with delayed uh, 13%. But this was not actually statistically significant if you uh, looked at these. But... I really worry about things like complications, right? That's what we worry about is missing something you know, by not giving antibiotics right away. And complications resulting in hospital admission or deaths were actually lower, with <laughs> lower than um, with the delayed um, antibiotics re- versus no antibiotics. And I'm assuming this probably relates to uh, uh, side effects from uh, uh, from that. But the interesting, not quite clear. They were interesting, low or in delayed than immediate antibiotics, but neither result was significantly uh, significant. I'm actually going to restate that. Let me re-say that. Um, of course, the thing I worry about is uh, complications, that you're missing something and somebody really gets a lot sicker because I didn't give them the antibiotic. So they looked at this, and complications resulting in hospital admission or death were lower with delayed than with no antibiotics, and interestingly, lower in delayed than immediate antibiotics. and that, most I'm assuming was because if you're giving an antibiotic immediately, you're more likely to run into potential side effects from the antibiotic. And that's why you saw this with a delayed replacement. Turns out though, neither of those approaches were statistically significant. So the delay was uh, certainly uh, uh, did not create more problems versus uh, giving an antibiotic Uh, Immediately, it may have been a little better. They looked at patient satisfaction. This is a key piece, I think, of what we're doing today. So much of, uh, uh, you know, what are patients thinking about how we're treating them and what we're doing? We're being rated on this more and more. Patient satisfaction was actually, um, uh, uh, was um, higher with delayed, then with no antibiotics. And of course, you can imagine that, but not by a very small difference. Uh, If you didn't give antibiotics, patient satisfaction rating was 2.96. If you use the delayed approach, it was uh, 3.04
0: points on their Likert scale. Okay, so this is really helpful. It turns out delaying antibiotics, if anything, has the potential to lower Um, adverse events, including hospitalization and death, and and actually may actually improve patient satisfaction score. It makes perfect sense. Um, It sounds like the data is really supportive of the delayed prescription method. Um, Did they make any final conclusions that we can start applying in clinical practice?
1: Yeah, I mean, their general conclusions were pretty much right on what you just said here. They concluded that delayed prescribing, and again, this is pres- actually prescribing an antibiotic to the patient, but advising the patient not start taking it unless their condition got worse or failed to improve after uh, after a couple of days. appears to be safe and effective strategy for most patients, including those that higher risk subgroups. And again, whenever I'm seeing somebody with COPD or diabetic, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should be throwing an antibiotic in there earlier, that they're saying no. And compared with no prescription approach, delayed prescribing appears to reduce reconsultation uh, rates and is associated with slightly higher levels of patient satisfaction. Now, compared Compared to the media antibiotics, which is really, I think, what a lot of us is looking at, delaying the prescription did not result in higher complication rates. If anything, they are lower, does not significantly decrease uh, patient satisfaction. So I consider such an approach for your patient, uh, Joanne. I'd also explain in in simple, clear language the self-limiting nature of most respiratory tract infections. But mind you, this is 10 days. Whether you're on an antibiotic or not, it's 10 days. So I think it's important to advise people that the natural course of these things is about uh, 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 about 10 days. I've actually, um, working hard on this, and what I've been saying to patients, is it's a little bit similar to this, but I don't actually prescribe the antibiotic. I'll say to the patient, look, I think that this condition is viral and antibiotics not not really going to help you. In fact, you may have side effects from taking an antibiotic. Why don't we wait and see what's gonna happen here over the next couple of days. If you're worse um, over the next couple, give me a call back and then I'll send an antibiotic uh, in, uh, in, in, in for you to take. Uh, but by the way, this is probably gonna be 10 days before you're really better regardless of what we, what we do. And I think I've had pretty good um, response to that.
0: Bob, I I do just about the same thing. I don't mind giving the patients a paper and a uh, prescription and just say, hang on to it. Let's talk in 48 to 72 hours. And if things are are getting worse, then we'll think about going ahead and and starting it. The other thing I do, I try not to dis their previous provider and I say listen the guidelines used to encourage us to use antibiotics more and more but th- things have changed because we've caused so many adverse problems like c difficile and methicillin resistant staff and when i say those two th- words it patients ears perk up they're like oh i don't want to get those things so say look you know let's let's just reconnect in a few days and I- if you're not getting better then We'll go ahead and start the antibiotics. And and you're absolutely right. Something I'm going to fully incorporate is to say, look, it takes 10 to 14 days for these sorts of infections to fully resolve. So be patient. And certainly if you get worse, let me know right away. And, 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 And please keep in touch. Bob, this is a great paper. It's practice changing. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, Frank, I I do want to comment. I love what you just say there. You know, be careful not to diss the previous provider. And I love the way you couch this. And, yeah, things have changed because we're aware of MRSA and C. difficile. That's wonderful. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, And
0: uh, I'm going to incorporate that myself. Thanks a lot for those suggestions. Thanks, Bob. Practice pointer. Consider a delay in prescribing an antibiotic to treat most respiratory complaints presenting in the primary care setting. Join us next time when we talk about the influence of trauma informing your day-to-day care of all of our patients. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.